Hi everybody. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this episode, if you're not listening to this episode, I'm obviously not talking to you. <laughs> Welcome to uh the first episode of ASDO Talks. Um ASDO stands for Alt South Delhi Overheard. Um maybe you've been directed here from our Instagram page or maybe from um the link in our Clubhouse bios. but uh any which way that you're here we're glad that you're here uh i'm your host and dost and uh you don't need to know my name but if you're on clubhouse you probably already do but whatever it doesn't matter does it no it truly truly doesn't um this is the first in a hopefully long series of podcasts that we will be doing uh under the asdo banner and we call it asdo talks because uh, i'm talking and uh yeah i'm going with this as sort of like a stream of consciousness as much as i possibly can because um i've been trying to make and draft this podcast for many many months i have recorded an episode in the past and uh, it has never seen the light of day i have tried to collaborate with other people that has never seen the light of day and um i think i just kind of wanted to get it out i've been told by a few people that I should try and get into this podcasting space so that's what I'm trying to do and uh, I do love to chatter so you'll hear me talk a lot um thank you for bearing with me thank you for tuning in uh, hopefully I'll get better at this so I would be grateful for your patience in the initial few episodes as I kind of figure out what are the best ways to structure these episodes how long they should be what the segments should be and um, when i can trim the fat out of all the things that i have to say um and if you stick around with me i promise you it's only going to get better um there is no release schedule for this podcast because um because there isn't and it's my podcast and uh thank you for being here anyway So today's episode I kind of wanted to take out some time and talk about cancel culture cancel culture <laughs> cancel culture and rage politics um and um yeah I feel like <laughs> every like novice podcaster and expert podcaster I know is probably like talked about this and a lot of privileged uh people with um privileged identities do talk about this and uh, i have to acknowledge as um the woke internet might come after me unless i do so and also because i do understand the importance of doing it but i have to acknowledge my own um societal and identity privileges here i do come from a you know a religious majority a, a upper caste upper class highly privileged background and, and like let's get that out of the way yeah I'm a, I'm a girl from Delhi I live in South Delhi and my opinions are probably not required um since there's so many of us speaking but um I don't think that um you can make an individual pay for the sins of the society and uh, i'm already like bracing myself <laughs> for like a barrage of responses to this but i'm going to justify everything i say um i think that 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 reactionary 
、uh, exclusions where we where we tell someone that hey you can't talk about this issue or you you can, you don't get to have an opinion on this or you don't. You don't get to you don't get to come and ask me questions about this. I understand the spaces that that that's originating from. I understand the 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 political weight it carries.、Um, I know that the African American women's movement has greatly informed this style of activism, where you know where we. We realize that we don't need to entertain、uh, opposing viewpoints in our spaces all the time, especially when they're triggering for us or they are lazy. They're making us do labor in terms of explaining what the issue is, and that's emotional investment that we don't always have to do. I acknowledge and understand all of that, guys. I am Instagram woke just like the rest of you, so this is. Before you come at me with responses to this, I'm just caveating that everything you're gonna explain to me, I probably already know、um, about not everything, but everything about like why we limit people in our spaces and what is emotional labor and why we can't keep asking people who are protesting or in suffering or subjugated to keep justifying their hurt. And you know, you need to do. I know that you need to. Do, I I get it. That's not what I'm talking about right now.、Um, I'm I'm basically trying to address the tendency that we have to rip people apart, and and I and I say this is true of almost every movement.、Um, this is true for the women's rights movement. This is true for.、Um, The DBA movement. This is true for、um, BLM movements. This is true for this is true for almost every、um, social movement that I have seen, where there is a group of people who have grievances, righteous grievances, who have struggled, who have felt pain, who are now finally rising up in numbers and trying to advocate for better treatment. And better social norms when it comes to the handling of delicate issues such as caste, creed, religion, gender, etc., etc. But、um, I see, I see a a formula occurs in these spaces,、um, and and I'm immediately going to lay down the caveat that what I'm about to say does not apply to. Um, predators to offenders to trolls. We're not talking about these people. I'm speaking at the moment、um, to the incidents of a person with otherwise good politics, a person with otherwise good behavior, someone who either has earned their good credibility or has not yet done anything to damage their good credibility. When Someone makes a mistake.、Um, what do we do? What is the good way to handle a mistake? What is a good way to handle a faux pas? Someone saying something that they shouldn't have said, or phrasing something in an insensitive way, or committing an action that, in hindsight, it becomes really clear that that was just not. The politically correct or the kind way, even to handle things. How do we treat people who make mistakes, and why does that matter?、Um, and and that's kind of what I want to talk about today.、Um, and like I was saying, I see a formula w- with what occurs.、Um, so somebody will 
the the mistake maker we'll call him mm so the mistake maker uh, makes a mistake and uh, suddenly hordes of um, people who are from the the aggrieved party will start to descend on this person basically a, a large influential person in that community will usually pick this up and point it out and talk about how uh, xyz person uh, did this or that problematically so first they get called out then when the person tries to uh, get an understanding of exactly why what they've done is offensive um first of all like when someone's done something wrong and and just think about this interpersonally if somebody has hurt you or aggrieved you uh they can react in one of two ways they can either say um i don't know what the hell you're talking about but you are definitely wrong for thinking that i am wrong and uh, they can invalidate your feelings or um basically refuse to take responsibility or acknowledge that they have caused hurt that's one way and the other way is that they can they can fully acknowledge that they are sorry for hurting your feelings and if they don't understand exactly what they've done and they want to they will ask you but can you could you let me know where i fucked up and um and what tends to happen is that usually in such a situation um people tend to start playing the card of well i'm not here to explain everything to you you need to do the work you need to do the research i can't do that intellectual and emotional labor for you that's not fair uh and that's okay but um the person is trying to understand where they're coming from so uh you've just told somebody who well meaningly wants to do better that you're not interested in um helping them get there but you are interested in letting them know that there is something wrong with their actions and um sure good on you like if it's it's your choice where you invest your energies and where you invest your time um but you cannot be hypocritical in your stances so if you're going to call somebody out and viciously attack them then you have already invested some emotional energy and labor into that activity so if they so wish to seek an explanation by denying them when you are kind of part of the problem but even if we glaze over this we can move past this um sometimes people who have i mean we we understand how this sort of culture works so a lot of people have understood that hey me asking somebody to explain this to me is just going to make this worse so a lot of people will go straight to apologizing they'll say okay i don't really understand what i've done but i've clearly fucked up so i'm just going to go go out and say sorry and and say that these are the things that i'm going to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again or i'm going to be accessing these resources like i have seen people put out the best worded apologies and uh, in return all that is said about them is that their react re- re- their apologies are reactionary which like guys apologies are reactionary <laughs> like i feel like we need to who we need to acknowledge this is like let's understand this you apologize as a reaction to somebody's hurt you can't apologize if you 
didn't realize you did something wrong. And if it's a well-meaning person, they probably did something wrong without realizing it. Because people make mistakes. This is the inherent basis of this entire conversation. We have... Our cancel culture is resting on this premise that everyone needs to be completely politically correct and at their most evolved political selves publicly at all times. And that is frankly an unrealistic expectation to have of human beings. I'm not saying don't expect people to do better. I'm not saying hold people to higher standards. I'm saying that you need to allow room for growth. And that means that when somebody makes a mistake, the way they behave after making the mistake is super telling. And the way you treat somebody who's apologetic is also super telling. So um, we were at, what, step three of this cycle where the person who, who has made a mistake has issued an apology uh, without asking anyone to do the labor for them, acknowledging the hurt that they've caused, explaining the remedial actions that they're going to take and then they're just termed reactionary and um crowd manage I've, I've seen this um and and you still have throngs of people just attacking this person and and and, and oftentimes i have noticed that these are these are not um bigoted people these are not uh otherwise um bad people with problematic views or politics these are usually the kinder of the lot who said something or did something that was a mistake and now you've just come at them with full force and luckily they're going to be emotionally evolved enough to understand that that your reaction doesn't take away from the cause and that they can still be supporting a cause in their hearts um, even if people are offended with them but you can also end up alienating people from your cause and and at the end of the day if you feel passionately about something and you want to make a difference if you want to make change then your objective should be to garner critical mass for your cause and it is almost an inefficient way to practice your activism if you alienate every well-meaning person who makes a mistake um it's through labor that we become politically aware and ideologically informed but please try to remember what drove you to your activism in the first place as a woman my femininity and my life experiences as a woman in delhi in india all over the world that's what informed my feminist principles that's what pushed me to do the labor i didn't do the labor because i was a good samaritan looking to make a difference it mattered to me that effort that labor it is inspired from an emotion i may not have done that labor for 10 other causes but that's understandable the person with that identity is most likely to do that labor and that's because that's it's a priority it's what matters to them but it's 
it's a impractical request to have that everyone is going to do the research and intellectual labor for every single cause out there or they can't even associate with it because that's you're killing off your allies and every human being has a finite amount of energy in fact if uh, you're interested this is a theory called the spoon theory and it is um something that um disability uh, circles and therapies talk about a lot and and the idea is that you have a a finite number of spoons uh and spoons are i guess like fucks to give <laughs> but it's like your emotional energy right like you have a finite amount of um emotional energy and y- there's only so much you can do you can't indefinitely dole out that energy for everything that's what leads to uh activism exhaustion that's what leading a lot of environmental activists today who are also politically charged and involved within the country a lot of people are experiencing burnout after you know basically 3 plus years of just one incident after the other one rally after the other and it's bound to occur because you're replacing really high expectations of good people with good intentions and um i think the day we start becoming more discerningly forgiving and kinder to people who just want to grow we're going to see a change in the way um we're able to do things for these causes together uh and uh i understand that rage has a root it comes from the denial of your humanity for a prolonged period of time and truly for any cause to have forward momentum rage is necessary rage is fuel but you shouldn't be thinking with the rage the rage should be your fuel the driver's seat should be logic <laughs> and kindness because no one has ever won anyone over by yelling at them <laughs> and i think that's something we forget sometimes but um i know that this is a controversial topic and a lot of people have very strong opinions about this i am known to be a bit of a pacifist and calming energy in my circles and that can put people off especially you know when they're in a fired up momentum over a cause so i want to open this up to you guys definitely dm me on instagram or um um reach out to me uh on our email address which also is on our Instagram so just like go to my Instagram which is at alt south delhi overheard that's a l t south delhi overheard and uh let me know what you thought um do you think that there needs to be a curb down on rage politics and cancel culture or um or not or just if you had a specific thought to something i said on this episode today just uh drop me a note let me know and uh i'll see you in the next episode of asdo talks with a new topic and uh maybe more structured segments so thanks for tuning in and uh bye you know how you want to discover new music but can't get out of the rut of your old artists You want new sounds but you don't really know where to start looking. 
Well, we've got you covered. Uh, we put out a rotating playlist called ASDO Sounds, which is available on all the major music streaming platforms like uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. And it's curated by a Delhi-based musician named Shashi Pratap Singh, who's super talented and uh, works with us regularly. So um, we update this playlist every few weeks. So you're going to get new music in your library by just favoriting the tracks that you like off of the playlist. Um, so check it out. The link is in our Instagram bio and you can find the Instagram handle in the description for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed that, you may also enjoy our Instagram page at Alt South Delhi Overheard, where we share funny things that we hear in the city of Delhi and also recommendations for fun events that are coming up and great places to eat.